Welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, welcome to another uh, edition of the Life Success Legacy Podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Bay, and again, I'm one of the team members at Life Success Legacy. And in the room, we've got uh, Michael Crawford, who's our behind-the-scenes tech guy, making it making it all happen. Um, and then the founder of Life Success and Legacy, Mike Everett. And um, Mike. Glad you're here. It's always hey, fun hey, having thanks, these conversations. Um, today what we want to do is uh, talk about the evolution of life success legacy. Um, because if you, you go back, uh, it certainly did not look like what it looks like today. It, it doesn't. <laughs> At all. And what we want to do is touch on a few reasons why that is and how that has happened and kind of where we're headed. Um, so to begin with, um, the founder of Life, Success, and Legacy, Mike Everett, uh, just give the listeners a picture of what did this thing look like in the beginning? Because it was kind of a bootstrapped deal. Well, you know, when you take a concept like infinite banking and you're just all fired up and excited about it, you want to tell as many people as you can mm -hmm. about it. And uh, I, I really had no plan whatsoever, but uh, I, I realized that there were events out there mm. that I could actually go and touch an awful lot of people, get in <clears throat> quick contact with an awful lot of people. So I, I started literally, I just started Googling chiropractic events, op optometric events, and uh, when I found out that uh, it, it was viable, there was tons of people there, mm -hmm. I, I literally went. So the first thing that I did was I went to the uh, KCA, the Kansas Chiropractic Association, mm -hmm. and I, I sponsored a, a table. Mm -hmm. And I took infinite banking books, I took business cards, and me. <laughs> literally I and what I did was when I got they had a little eight-foot table I had nothing going on yeah I had books and business cards on a little eight-foot table and I was out there mr. overexcited infinite banking guy and uh, I'd uh, fist bump and high-five guys all weekend guys and gals and all weekend long what I did was I just started to spread the message yeah of infinite banking yeah so then it started to evolve a little bit. I mean, you started to, to expand. You saw that, well, I'm gaining some traction here. Um, first of all, um, you mentioned chiropractors a couple of times, and, and really chiropractors have been a good, a good fit for infinite banking. They have. Why is that? Well, they think outside the box mm -hmm. with health. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do with money is outside the box with infinite banking. So part of what, what I thought was this would be an awesome fit for what we're doing and and we found out rather quickly that it was almost a perfect fit mm -hmm. so not only did i do the kansas chiropractic i did the iowa chiropractic i did the nebraska chiropractic and we even tried the missouri chiropractic mm -hmm. so we started going to all these different events literally in a four state area and we'd boom 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 boom, boom. Yeah. we would do two of them a year we would go uh uh, find out about these guys and you know first of all when you show up to these events nobody knows you yeah and when I got there I realized and I'm going way back now mm -hmm. um, 
when I'm showing up with books and business cards, I'm finding out I'm not doing quite enough. Mm. So then all of a sudden I got myself a tablecloth that had my logo on it. You were and big I thought time then. it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I had a tablecloth and then I realized, you know what, this is much bigger than that. I literally didn't know anything about PowerPoint, yeah. but I created PowerPoints that actually explained infinite banking with pictures and all mm -hmm. kinds of things. It had arrows. It had all kinds of things going on. So I needed a computer. Mm -hmm. I needed a, uh, a projector. And I had a little four-foot portable screen, so I ended up having to have an extra table because, I mean, I had to have some distance in between my yeah. screen and my projector. So. I laugh about this now because <laughs> by the time we got a year and a half into this thing, and literally, it was me. Mm -hmm. Have truck, will travel. Yeah. I I had I'd load up my truck, and by the time I got this thing going, I had two eight foot tables, chuck full of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure what I was doing. Yeah. But boy, I was sure having fun because I was out telling people about infinite banking. Well, you're passionate about the concept. I am. And you have a gift like no one else I know of being able to connect with people and talk with people. It doesn't matter who they are. You are able to find a way to connect with them. Uh, and so you were really playing to your strengths. Now, over time... Um, People hear about it, and you'd have other people who uh, want to join on, those kinds of things. Right. And you've had a variety of other IBC <laughs> coaches come and go over the years, right? Yeah, yeah. How's that worked out? Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to be ultra honest now. Um, I'm a uh, open arms kind of guy. If you just show any interest at all in infinite banking, I tell you what, I had insurance agents come to me. I had new people come to me. And um, I found out rather quickly um, that I was not a very good fit for bringing people on because people didn't have the same kind of passion that I did. Mm -hmm. uh, people didn't have the same oomph, so to speak. They weren't living and eating and breathing it like I was. And so um, it, it caused some tension. Mm. And so, uh, it, and, and I think I've heard you say you're not a babysitter. Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, it is one of my not very good strengths. I'll just tell you, if somebody doesn't have a little self starter in them, I'm yeah. telling you what, we're going to let them go pretty yeah. darn quick. And, you know, I mean, I mean that in the kindest way because, you know, um, we want to make sure that we give people every opportunity mm -hmm. to find out if this is something that they want to pursue. So talk about um, when you would meet with clients. I mean, you go to these events and you make connections with folks. Um, you know, you, you, however it was that uh, you were, you're gaining your interested clients. That's right. You'd meet with them and talk about what that looked like in the beginning. Well, when I started uh, getting some interest, the number, the number one thing was, and it still is, is Nelson Nash's book, mm -hmm. Becoming Your Own Banker. Um, we felt it was, uh, it was super important that they read the book. Yeah. Um, because we could spend hours on end trying to explain this thing, but if they had no 
basis for what they're hearing from me. Mm-hmm. So a part of what we do is I'd find out if they'd read the book. Um, I'd start, uh, we would either do personal one-on-one uh, presentations or we, I learned very quickly how to use the internet with GoToMeeting. Mm-hmm. And I would start these uh, individual GoToMeeting presentations. I, I'm going to tell you, when you all of a sudden, you know, you go to a chiropractic event and you sell 30 books, I'm going to tell you, out of that 30, you're going to do 20 presentations. Mm-hmm. And my, my weeks all of a sudden just got jam-packed, and they were all individual meetings. Yeah. So I ended up being super busy, and mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was kind of overwhelming. Yeah. But I was working from sometimes 7 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night because some of the customers that would find me at different locations would be from California. Well, 10 o'clock my time's 8 o'clock their time. Yeah. So that's when they wanted to meet. And so guess what I did? I'd go to bed at midnight because I did a two-hour presentation at 10 p.m. So once you did the presentation and they started generating interest and understanding then you started getting specific about their circumstances. What did that look like? How did you oh, man. gather uh, information? When we, when we went to these events, we found out that everybody had a ton of debt. Hmm. House, cars, credit cards, student loans. It was just a mountain. And so what I would do is I'd just send individual, individual emails. And I want to know what your debt is. I want to know what your payments is, what, what they are, and... and uh, I want to know what your interest rate is. Mm-hmm. Boom. And I would literally, I'd send it, I'd tell them hit reply and just answer right after each one of those things. Mm-hmm. So then that evolved to? All of a sudden I realized that I was duplicating this thing and having to do this over and over and over. So I created a little sheet. It was called the big picture. Yeah. And uh, I just really wanted the great big picture of them. And I told them, I said, if it takes you more than five minutes to fill this out, you're spending too much time on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, that's my that's my mantra. I'm going to tell you, let's go, let's go fast, let's get her done. Yeah. And uh, uh, so literally, I still have that little sheet. In fact, mm-hmm. I just sent it out recently because some people didn't have internet. Yeah. So we've got a different process now, but mm-hmm. yet it worked perfect for mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Did, that did you ever um, engage with them about like what their goals were or what they were trying to accomplish or anything like that? No, not really, because uh, most of the people that I, I was working with at the time were in such debt that really all we wanted to do was turn we wanted to current. get their debt. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get their debt paid off, and we wanted to turn that wind current because all of a sudden when you turn that wind current, Everything changes in yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, when um, when my wife, Sean, and I were learning about IBC from you, you didn't have the software that we now use. No. Yeah. And so that's been a new addition. So the big picture then evolved into software, a link that could be sent well, out to yeah, people. Well, yeah. The big picture actually evolved into a Excel spreadsheets. Ah that uh, I didn't even know what uh, formulas were. I remember <laughs> yeah. it used to take me anywhere from 13 to 20 hours to do one spreadsheet for somebody because I'd go sell by sell. Yeah. And then when somebody said, hey, do you know what uh, formulas are? I go, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> then when I learned how to do formulas, I went from 13 to 20 hours to 
45 minutes to an hour to do a spreadsheet. And I yeah. thought, holy cow, yeah, isn't life amazing. good? Yeah. I mean, I could go out and play golf every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> so it's safe to say that what you've been describing so far for our listeners is not what happens now. No. Describe for us now what it looks like oh. and how that has come to be. Now, all of a sudden, uh, we we actually, they still read the book. Yeah. We still do either a boot camp or a, or a, a go-to-meeting mm-hmm. for a presentation, or they find us on an every other Tuesday. Uh, and you can find all this stuff on our website, lifesuccesslegacy.com. Yeah, and our, our webinars that we evolved from doing them individually with everybody to doing them once every two weeks on a Tuesday evening to now we actually have our webinar recorded and posted on our landing page of our website. Yep. And so people can go to it anytime they want and at least have that first hour of foundational learning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it was so funny that uh, um, all of a sudden uh, I got connected with a guy. He created some software for us. And now we put some of the responsibility on the client Mm-hmm. to go in, to put this information in. And, and the minute they finish their financial information stuff, it sends us a, an email and says, hey, so-and-so is done filling out their financial questionnaire. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're at a place where we can actually rock and roll and, and uh, create a strategy or a plan for them, a step-by-step mm-hmm. strategy. It's, it's unbelievable, the process. And then... You know, on the, on top of that, what we've done is we've we've gone to doing these weekend boot camps where we sometimes any, have anywhere from twenty to forty people in the room, husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. We've got sometimes three generations of a family: grandparents, parents, and the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really super fun. One of the pieces that we've um, added into this is the client conversation. We have another podcast that Shelly and I kind of break that out. Um, but I'm curious from your perspective because that's not something that was a part of your process. That's something that, that I brought into it. Yes. <laughs> and just from your perspective, just uh, talk about what you th- see as that has brought to the table. And then, to be honest, I mean, there's been some resistance hesitation it's not your thing right it's not yeah I, i'm a I, let's go and go hard um <laughs> i remember when we started talking about the client conversation i i looked at you chris and i go bay come on man this is going to take way 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 too much time yeah um but then all of a sudden it started to make sense because mm-hmm. we were really meeting people right where they were. We were finding out what their dreams were. We were finding out what their hopes were. We were finding out what their fears and their dangers were. And and money surrounds so much of all of that. Mm -hmm. And then it started to make sense. But resistance, I gave you a bunch of it. Yeah. So, um, so we when we meet as a team on Mondays and and we are working on the strategies for our potential clients, we start with what are the dangers that they're wanting to eliminate? What are the opportunities that they want to capture? What are the strengths that they have? Their resources, etc. So we have a full picture of the life that they're trying to create before we even look at their numbers. I know. We get that foundation, then we go to their numbers. Now, in some cases, would that plan look exactly how it would have had we not done the client conversation? Sure. Maybe. 
But are there times when the plan looks different because of what they've shared with us? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting. A lot of our clients that we go through that process, they end up saying, kind of felt like marriage counseling, you know? <laughs> um, but, but you know, finances is our number one stressor in, yep. for us, and it's the number one stressor in relationships as well. And so we, we use that as an opportunity to really talk about that and make sure that both parties, husband and wife, yep. are on the same page. Um, so it's clearly evolved over the years, and this is an example, um, podcasts. When we first started doing podcasts, Mike, how long ago was that that we started doing podcasts? Uh, 2016. 2016, okay. Now we're now midway through 2018. We've increased the release of those, but this is something new. Yep. What, what were your initial thoughts when we started recording podcasts? What I did thought, you th- no, people are not going to listen to these. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, you and, and Mike Crawford... Got me kind of excited about it. And then all of a sudden we started getting calls. And we only had like three or four of them on there. And we started getting calls from people that were actually listening to these things. And I know Mike Crawford had done a ton of research Mm -hmm. about this is the thing that people are uh, interested in doing. Because first of all, they can find out really who we are Mm before they actually call us. And yeah. then I, it totally made sense then. Yeah. And I hate to say that I was wrong, but I I might have been mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for the listeners, um, we've been intentional in building our team with different types of strengths and personalities. Uh, if you're familiar with Colby, K-O-L-B-E, um, this might make sense. If you are familiar with that, you could probably tell Mike Everett is a quick start. Uh, he wants to get started, kind of like a guess and check. Let's try it, and then we'll fix it along the way. But we have other um, members on the team who have different strengths, and bringing all those together has made our organization even more effective and better a better experience for our uh, clients that we work with. Um, this thing has evolved quite a bit in the last couple of years. Yes. It, to wrap this conversation up, I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you see as the changes that might happen going forward? Oh, wow. Because one of our challenges is there's only a few of us. Right. And IBC is still an unheard of thing for a lot of people. It is. And so one of our challenges is, is how do we get the word out to more and more people, right? And so that's one of the things that we talk about. I'm putting you on the spot right now, and I know you're... What, I guess, what do you see as, as some of the, the future of life, success, and legacy? Well, we when we sit down with clients and we start talking about their hopes and their dreams and their fears and their dangers and everything, and then we create a plan for them, you can see lights starting to flicker in their mm-hmm. head. Yeah. And um, part of what we are creating for these people is... Hope and freedom. Mm-hmm. It's it's in our mission statement. Yeah. And we have had a number of people come to us after we've created their plan and said, um, what would happen if I came to you and said, hey, I want to be a part of your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and that's going to be on, I'm sure, on another podcast. Sure. But 
now all of a sudden we've created, a, a, I guess, a segment a, a, of associate agents out there mm -hmm. to where we can share the knowledge of what we have with them and they can go out and do what we're doing. Yeah. So it's, uh, um, we're trying to create a way to duplicate the passion and the knowledge and mm -hmm. the, the wherewithal that we have about infinite banking in other parts of the United States. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, there's not enough of us out there. There are not. There are not. Yeah, so, you know, um, I think you're exactly right. Is there are people out there that they're excited about this concept and they want to share it with their friends or their associates. Um, we uh, love to be a support to those people. Um, I think in a future podcast we'll talk about maybe some of those associate agents yeah, and, and how that has come to be and kind of why do we do that. Um, this is not a multi-level marketing deal it at all. No. We're highly selective as to who would even be considered to yep. be an associate agent. So we'll unpack that a little bit. But part of the goal of that is we need more educated um, coaches out there with integrity telling other people about um, infinite banking. Because like you said, there's not enough of us. No. Nope. So. So bottom line is there has been an evolution to life success and legacy, and it's amazing what all has happened in a, in a very short amount of time. And we're excited about what uh, is going to happen in, in the next uh, segment of time as well. And we've got big ideas and big dreams about how we can help more and more people. Thanks again, uh, folks, for listening. Um, Please go to our website, Life Success and Legacy. Check out our other podcasts. We've got a variety of topics, um, sometimes interviews of clients, um, etc. And uh, if you have not uh, read Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, we highly recommend that you get a copy of that and digest it. And then reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to have a conversation with you and learn about uh, what your dreams might be. Uh, until our next time, take care.